0: Welcome to Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner. Steve Horner, a former radio talk show host, helps spotlight the source of today's social chaos while offering practical solutions to the problems negatively affecting you and your family. And now, here's Steve. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another bombastic edition of Steve's Cottage. Good to have your company. Come on in. We've got some information to share. Say, I thought I'd do the uh, Jack Lemmon look uh, outfit here today for the first show of spring. Remember, I told you my friend Carol said I remind you of. Uh, I remind her of uh, Jack Lemmon, and uh, she has that uh, Catherine Hepburn look to her sometimes. But uh, anyhow, this is a this is good time to have uh, have company in. Because I have some things to talk to you about. Early I, I, at, the, at the opening, I said, welcome to a, a, another bombastic. My friend Ernie called the other day. And uh, Ernie is a retired guy, a few years older than me. He's the last of my uh, major advertiser customers. I was in the advertising business with uh, the Steve Horner Corporation back in the twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul for uh, many, many years and uh, carried it even on the road with me after my kids left home. And, uh, and I set sail for uh, new, new roads and new adventures, which I found, and here I am in lovely St. George, Utah, for the last 14 years. And so uh, Ernie uh, has become a great friend. We've done a lot of long-distance uh, bicycle rides together, and, uh, and he and his politics and my politics are uh, right about the same, and uh, he's an upbeat, uh, intelligent guy. And uh, and so he called the other day and said, "Hey, Steve, ready for another bombastic conversation? How you how you doing? Give me a call." I called him back uh, today and I said I was in a meeting, having lunch with the BLM uh, law enforcement officer. Uh, nice fella, and we've uh, acquired a rapport where I buy lunch and then he buys lunch and so on and so forth. And. Um, and I'm not talking Black Lives Matter, that sleazy outfit. I'm talking about the Bureau of Land Management. And I've told you before that I pick up litter down at the uh, Virgin River Gorge. Good exercise makes me feel great. Go down and watch the river run with a cold beer before I head home and some cheese and crackers or maybe just take a hike. It gives me a real feeling of uh, fulfillment and uh, ownership. So I said, uh, I, I said to my uh, BLM fella, I said, the Arizona... People who are supposed to be picking up trash along the uh, along the ditch, along the uh, exit ramp are doing it with a front end loader and they're piling it into a BLM ravine. So uh, we sold that story to the Arizona district guy in Flagstaff. He, he became uh, uh, upset about it. And uh, I told him, you know, I got the BLM enforcement guy uh, interested, and so uh, we're getting that all cleaned up. But uh, I like to be the whistleblower. I like to get involved. I wish we all did, because it would be such a clean, upbeat, uh, uh, easy-to-navigate, harmonious uh, life. So I told Ernie when we're on the phone, do you— Ernie, I said I'm looking up the uh, looking looking up the definition of bombastic. Do you know what it means? <laughs> he, he he laughs and he goes, "Well, you know, actually, I really don't, Steve. I I, I think it maybe means like maybe aggressive." And I said, "I th- I think that's what I thought it was too." But I looked it up and it says pompous, meaningless rhetoric. <laughs> and I know a lot of the, I know a lot of simpletons are out there going yeah dude that's what you are pompous, meaningless rhetoric that's what you deliver on that Steve's cottage and I say to you read my books at stevehornerbooks.com and you'll see that each and every one of my uh, principles and uh, anecdotes and forecasts are right on the button. There is nothing bombastic about anything that I say in any of those books. They are true as if I had a crystal ball with me as I was writing them. So uh, here we are, the first uh, program of spring. Punxsutawney Phil was certainly right in predicting that we'd have a uh, late spring. And for the most uh, part of the country, it has been. So the title of this show is, Are You a Sucker? Are you being played for a chump? Maybe a fool? Maybe all of the above? Maybe you are, if you're allowing yourself to be called, get this now, are you being called a hater? A sexist? Misogynist? Homophobe? Just because you're trying to uphold your moral compass and the spiritual values with which you were raised, are you, acquiesce- are you acquiescing, surrendering your moral compass to the chumps, to the fools who are making you out to be a chump and a fool because you're not falling prey to their ideology, their liberal super-left ideology, which really, honestly, makes no sense. Their stuff really is the bombastic idiot rhetoric of the century. But if you are, and if you play the puppy-dog role when maybe your child or your wife or a friend or neighbor or somebody at work is calling you racist, sexist, hater because of what you're saying and you're standing up for your, your, your morals? And uh, and then all of a sudden you kowtow to them because you don't want to be called those names? You're compromising your principles for the sake of comfort. Comfort at work, maybe a paycheck. Maybe you'd get fired if you wouldn't acquiesce to that nonsense. Maybe you wouldn't get so lucky at home with sweetheart. Maybe there would be more. Uh... <laughs> Maybe there would be more discomfort at home if uh, you held on to your moral compass. But instead, you acquiesce, you surrender, you kowtow, you fold, you become a sucker, and that's actually no different than the Las Vegas hooker. Who compromises her principles on the strip for the sake of money? And she says, Well, you know, I really don't like what I'm doing, but my, you know, I have kids at home, you know, and I gotta do it for the money. Okay, fine. So you're you're compromising your principles for the sake of money, too, just to say just as she is. Money, comfort, same thing. So that's being that that's being a whore. <clears throat> and uh frankly, I think there are some of those people that come visit me here at, at Steve's Cottage. And then after hearing the message, they go, oh, well, that bombastic jerk. <laughs> I'm not visiting him. I'm not visiting his cottage again. But you see, the, the deal with those people is that they've chosen the wrong trail that leads off the cliff, and they continue to wear their blindfolds, and at midnight, they're going to take a big fall. They can't stand the truth. But instead, they fall prey to idiots, other idiots. And, uh, you know, you don't want to be— you you don't want to play sucker to these people, You've got to maintain your patriotism, and uh, your backbone. And so, when I say things here on this air, on this podcast, it doesn't mean that I'm racist, sexist. It means I'm referring to the behavior of some. And if you've and, and if you've been indoctrinated into thinking that mentioning some words are um, you know are wrong, and paint you as a hater. Then those are the types of people that visit the show, and then leave and don't come back, because they aren't comfortable with the truth. For instance, last week I was telling you about newspapers in America. I used to do to, to, to I used to. It's easy for me to say, I used to deliver the Minneapolis Tribune. That paper was called the Minneapolis Star and Tribune, and up into the '70s. They couldn't print newspaper fast enough because people all across the country were reading them, maybe two editions a day. They had the Tribune in the morning, and they would deliver again in the afternoon. That doesn't happen. That hasn't happened for years. These papers are so teeny tiny because there's no advertisers. Why? Because there's no readership. Why? Because in the 70s, with the Jewish-owned newspapers, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment, but they are Jewish-run newspapers. Well, you know, Jews have a bit of a uh, reputation for pinching a penny. So they brought women on who had all been college-educated by this time, you see. And a woman is inherently sentimental. I mean, 80% of them vote Democrat. What does that mean? You know, Democrats feed your plate with welfare. That's the sentimentalism about that. Oh, you poor thing! You need favors, okay? We'll give you government handouts. That's what they stand for. Not all of them, but eighty percent of them do. So they're college educated. He brings them on. He gets the uh, he gets the he gets them into the uh, into the newspaper writing business. They, some of them have columns of their own. They have opinions. They share them, but they're all liberal. And uh, and. Uh, People who were reading newspapers, who were mostly, uh, you know, affluent white men and their families, well, they didn't like the nonsense of these uh, liberal leanings that they started seeing in their newspaper, and they canceled. And that's why you have huge numbers of newspapers going under these days. They're crashing, and those who. Uh, you know, there were those who were smart enough who didn't want to be uh, indoctrinated with this liberal, communist, socialistic uh, idiocy. Well, uh, some re- remained because they, they bought into the liberal politics, but they've been dumbed down by those liberal politics, And so now, because they don't have the education or the smarts to even read a newspaper, they've lost those customers as well. Now, do you believe there is anything wrong with uh, the Jew-run newspapers, as well as the Associated Press? The Associated Press is all run by Jewish people, and they provide uh, news coverage for radio and TV as well as newspapers. Do you think there's an agenda now let me show you this, okay? I don't want you to be scared off by me saying Jew run, okay? This is not Adolf Hitler talking to you folks. This is not pre-World War II Germany, okay? I'm talking. Uh, oh, and by the way, if you ask a seasoned Jew, maybe from the temple, maybe from the uh, m- maybe from the newspaper, from the radio, from the TV, maybe a politician, maybe like Chuck Schumer, Chuck. Why uh why did the Holocaust happen? What did the Jews do that pissed off the Germans so much to kill six million? Always the response will be, ah, screw you. You're just an anti-Semite click. Always that will happen. There is never any discussion. The answer is because they're liberal people and most countries back then appreciated their conservatism. It was good for the family. It was good for the pocketbook. It was good for business, good for the churches. These days, it's quite a bit different. They will not want to talk to you about it because it's not race. Okay? That's the point. I'm. It's not race. It's not racist. It's behavior. They've chosen to be liberal people. Some of the Orthodox Jews, who knows where their heads at, but I think basically they're all like a woman, you know, American woman. I think basically eighty percent liberal. And here's proof of it. So, say for instance, your newspaper or your TV show or your your your, your place where you go for your news was all Catholic run. Okay. I mean, uh, I was there in 1960 when John F. Kennedy was elected president, first Catholic, people hesitated because they said, well, his agenda will be run by the Pope then. And JFK said, no, that's nonsense. I, I, I follow the Constitution in the United States. But that was conversation back then. They thought that the Pope in Vatican City in Rome would ultimately run JFK's politics, proved not to be the point. But that was thought of, and that was a a popular uh, topic of conversation. How about if your newspaper and other radio TV uh, news uh, sources were all black-run? Do you think there would be an agenda? You saw what they were doing during Black Month. It was all black, and it was all skewed toward the black producer's point of view of history. How about if it was all female-run? Do you think there would be an agenda? All your news, all your radio, all your TV, all female run, do you think there would be a a, a female agenda? (laughs) Of course. How about Muslim run? How about all Hispanic? How about all alphabet people? All run, all all your media, all your platforms where you get your news. Do you think there would be an agenda? Some principles would be skewed in their favor? Of course. And that's what the Jewish people do with the press, the media, the Associated Press. They're liberal, and they work on the softness and the uh, emotions of their readers by always supporting the underdog. That's why homelessness ain't going away, folks. They make millions off of this. The food shelves? Millions. Millions. They're all supported by state and federal aid. They don't want these things to go away. How about abortion? They make millions. That's why they were so pissed about, uh, about Trump's Supreme Court uh, uh, people. You know, saying that abortion had nothing to do with the Constitution, and so therefore Roe v. Wade was tossed out, and these people have got to go in another direction. You, you, you saw all the brouhaha with that. It still goes on. It's up to the states. For me, that's fine. Utah wants to uh, support abortion, which they are now not doing. I can move wouldn't go back to sleaze-ass liberal Minnesota who is supporting abortion, not only in their own state, but from all comers. You're pregnant? Want to kill your baby? Come to, Come to Minnesota, you know there, and then we'll kill that baby for you and you can feel real good about yourself, you freaking weirdos. So, uh, you know, uh, It's the same thing with Biden and uh, Ukraine. You know what? uh, Look at the Hunter Biden thing. (laughs) Jeez. You know, why were you, Hunter, why were you paid millions and millions of dollars for uh, sitting in on that oil company uh, uh, council in Ukraine? I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is just bizarre. See? But the the, 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 the Jews never tackled it, did they? That's why Donald Trump lost. That was the espionage against him. It wasn't the election counters. It was the stories out there that suckers fell for. Suckers, chumps, and fools fell for. Russian collusion was a nonsense. It was a made-up bullshit story by the liberal Jewish press and Associated Press, and they never tackled it. I called them many times. Peter Baker at the New York Times why, where's the smoking gun? He, I caught him at a supper. He goes, <laughs> that's pretty good, isn't it, Steve? Click, hung up on me. He knew damn well. It was just, he, he, they were playing you, the audience, as chumps, as suckers, as fools, as puppets. So, uh, and, and, that, and that's the same thing, and, and that's why they hired the women. Low pay they're sentimentalists. They go after the uh, underdog. And the Jews make money on the underdogs who's supported by state and federal uh, money. Trillions, trillions, and trillions. And I'll tell you my experience with women on this, okay? So there's some good stuff for you to gnaw on about why I think inherent Jew behavior are, are, are liberal, profess a liberal platform. So don't look at me as being uh, anti-Semitic, okay? Because I I really resent that. I'm going totally after behavior. I gave you an example of how you would uh, fare with an all-Muslim network, all-Catholic, all-women, all-black, all-Hispanic, all-alphabet, right? Right. Same thing with all-Jew and with all-women. Now, back when I was doing my single parenting, which was really some of the best years of my life— back in Apple Valley, Minnesota. A fella there, and, and I, had, I had already busted Ladies' Night, you know, gender-based pricing, and it, was, it made all the news. You know, it was big. What? You're charging me because I'm a guy to go to this place of public accommodation and the women get in free because they got the titties? <laughs> and they're women? And they want equal rights but not equal responsibility? And I'm doing single parenting and I'm getting charged for the, not on my watch. So I went to the Minnesota Department of Human Rights. They were all racist. They were all sexist because they thought that I'm the white guy who deserves, uh, you know, who uh, 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 is is, uh, limiting uh, favor granting time for women at these places of public accommodation. I just wanted equal rights. So I was the bad guy and it took me five years to get that settled, but I got it settled. Gender-based pricing in Minnesota and many other states is illegal, thanks to good old Steve, who I believe is doing a good job with the whistleblowing. That, to me, is what being a patriot is all about. So after this story became very, very popular in Minnesota, and I was the infamous Steve Horner... uh, Steve Lading, who was having a hard time uh, making his name as a mayor candidate in Dakota County, was getting very upset with uh, Will Banning, Branning Banning, something like that. There was some hypocrisy, some lies, some backroom dressing going on that Steve Lading, who was a former councilman, felt very, very screwed over by. And I can't remember the particulars. It's in my book, in the single parenting book at stevehornerbooks.com. But he called and he said, Steve, there's an opening on the Human Services Advisory Council in Dakota County. Do you want uh, want me to uh, put you up for it? And I said, yeah. It's going to raise some hell, isn't it? Yeah, big time. So he put me up for it and uh, nominated me. And, of course, that was all that was needed. There was no vote. So uh, I got into the uh, uh, Dakota County Human Services Advisory Board or Council. I can't remember. HSAC must have been Council. And that's the county that's just down south of Minneapolis and St. Paul. You know, you have Hennepin County, Ramsey County, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and then just down in the median. It makes a triangle Is Dakota County. It was very, very hopping, uh, and it still is, okay? And uh, so I was always scrutinizing these handouts to women, children, other, you know, groups like that from the county. So these women didn't like me. And Le- Steve Lading knew that this is, this is the type of guy I would be. And I was, and I did. And the women really resented me because I was scrutinizing uh, them, uh, always asking for millions and millions and millions to put into their handout uh, 501c3 type of uh, nonprofit money-making uh, programs. And so they ganged up on me and they really got me and uh, they, uh, they would always want to chat with me after the meeting. And one time they gave me a book. And I can't remember the name of it, but it's in my book. And it says, Steve, you're a man. You don't understand the inherent challenges of men and women and children. And we women do because we have an inherent gift from God to better appreciate the human struggle I said, that sounds to me like it's really sexist. Get the hell out of my face. But I did read the book. And I came away with the conclusion that this is really sexist. And that's the attitude they have when they get into The Jew press, the Jew-associated press, they come in with their sentimentalism because they really, truly believe that they have a better understanding by their gender to understand the human struggle. And to me, that is bullshit. (laughs) You do? I hope. Don't be a chump. Don't be stupid. Don't be a sucker. Stand for your rights, be manly, and have fun with it. Well, folks, thanks very much for joining me today. Man, this has been uh, anything but bombastic. It has been aggressive and intelligent. And I've had a ball having you here, joining me here at Steve's Cottage. So thanks for joining me. And remember, as, uh, as I always uh, try to remind you, take that, in your, in your travels in life, take that uh, less traveled trail. Because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it provides better rewards, better scenery, and a great deal of richer rewards. So until you come back, knocking, visiting me here at Steve's Cottage, you take real good care of yourself. Thanks for joining us. Visit Steve's Cottage again with Steve Horner.